Biden has become an albatross for the Democrats by Victor Davis Hanson. Joe Biden is the apparent Democratic presidential nominee. After all, he had a seemingly insurmountable lead in delegates going into the rescheduled August convention in the postponed Democratic primary race. Biden was winning the nomination largely because he was not the socialist, Democratic socialist, Bernie Sanders, who terrified the Democratic establishment. Biden was also not Michael Bloomberg. The multi-billionaire former New York City mayor jumped into the race when Biden faltered and Sanders seemed unstoppable. But Bloomberg spent $1 billion only to confirm that he was haughty, a poor debater, and an even worse campaigner. He often appeared to be an apologist for China and seemed clueless about the interior of the United States. The least offensive candidate left standing was Biden. Many Democratic primary voters initially had written him off as an inept retread, a blowhard, and an impediment to the leftward identity politics trajectory of the newly progressive, progressive Democratic Party. On the campaign trail, Biden insulted several voters using insults such as fat, damn liar, and weirdly, lying dog-faced pony soldier. Long ago, he spun tall tales about how in his youth he had taken on a Delaware street gang with a six-foot chain or slammed a bully's face into a store counter. More recently, he taunted President Trump with tough guy boasts about taking him behind the proverbial gym and beating him up. Biden has been unable to keep his hands off women. Even his supporters cringed when he was seen sniffing the hair, rubbing the shoulders, or whispering into the ears of unsuspecting females, some of them minors. Stranger still, Biden waxed on about his commitment to the Me Too movement. The Hansi Biden has insisted that women who made accusations of sexual harassment must be believed. The more House Democrats attacked Donald Trump for supposedly pressuring Ukraine to investigate Biden's wheeler dealer son Hunter, the more Biden's own suspect dealings with Ukraine surfaced. Such scrutiny followed from Biden's boast, caught on video, that he had leveraged Ukraine by threatening to withhold $1 billion in loan guarantees unless a Ukrainian prosecutor was fired. That prosecutor had wanted to investigate the Ukrainian company for which Hunter Biden worked. During the year-long rise, fall, and rise of his campaign, the 77-year-old Biden often appeared confused. He was occasionally unable to remember names, places, or dates. Biden would try to speak extempore, but seemingly forget what he was trying to say. The coronavirus epidemic and subsequent lockdown seemed to offer rest for Biden, but the more he recuperated from campaigning and sent out video communiques from his basement, the more he appeared to confirm that his problem was not simple exhaustion or age, but real cognitive impairment. With the Democratic nomination a lock, seemingly, Biden assumed liberal reporters would allow him to campaign as a virtual candidate. They would forget his lapses and ignore prior controversies, including the sexual assault allegations by Tara Reid, a former aide. At first, the media complied, as it always had with Biden's troublesome habit of violating the personal space of women, his bizarre put-downs on the campaign trail, his exaggerated he-man stories, his mental lapses, and his dealings with Ukraine. Again, to the Democratic establishment, Biden was far preferable to Sanders. Had the socialist 
Had the Democratic Socialist Sanders won the nomination, he likely would have wrecked the Democratic Party in 2020. He says that like it's a bad thing. But Biden misjudged the liberal media. Reporters were at first willing to overlook his liabilities, but the more Reid persisted in her accusations and the more the media ignored them, the more embarrassing the media's utter hypocrisy became. Journalists had torn apart Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh over allegations of sexual assault, after all. So suddenly, the press decided that Biden was no longer worth shielding. Yet, the change of heart was not entirely for fear of appearing hypocritical. Rather, the media seems terrified of Biden's increasingly obvious cognitive decline. In other words, the media was most certainly not going to be degraded on behalf of a nominee who may no longer seem viable. Ding, ding, ding. I agree with this writer. That's what triggered it. The DNC may still be willing to prop up Biden, but I think the press is starting to grow weary of it. In the three months before the Democratic National Convention, Americans will witness some of the strangest political scrambling in presidential campaign history. Simply put, how does the Democratic Party cut from its neck an albatross, one who has the most delegates but is likely not up to serving as president? And how to do the deed without inciting the moribund Sanders campaign and his army of Bernie bros? A host of Democratic donors and operatives would like Biden to disappear, clearing the way for a replacement such as New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, failed 2016 nominee Hillary Clinton, or former First Lady Michelle Obama. But even if Democrats know why Biden must go, they haven't a clue about when or how. Yeah, they'd like Biden to disappear, but there's not much of a way to replace him with anyone but Bernie the way things are now. But it's interesting that even the press has figured out that Biden is a no-go. There's just no way to prop him up. Not even for six more months. This one is by Lauren Martinchek. If it hadn't been Bernie up against Biden. When it comes to the sexual assault allegations, Biden would have been treated very differently if Bernie wasn't the alternative. Conveniently, after Bernie Sanders made the decision to drop out of the race, no, he made the decision to suspend his campaign, the mainstream media suddenly began to cover the allegations of sexual assault against the presumptive Democratic nominee, Joe Biden, that were brought forth by his former Senate aide in regards to an incident that took place in 1993. Whether it was her neighbor coming forward to back up her claim, the fact that her mother was so disturbed by the story that she called into Larry King live after it happened to ask for advice, or the court documents confirming that she told of harassment at the time, clearly, at the very least, Tara's story deserves to be treated as credible. As more and more information comes to light as the story develops, I can't help wondering how different the race would currently be if it hadn't been Bernie Sanders as Biden's top competition in the end. The allegations, as we all know, surfaced before Bernie exited the race. There is not a single doubt in my mind that if Bernie wasn't the only one left standing against him and it had been Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg instead, Biden would have been feeling immense pressure not just from the media and the DNC, but from inside his own campaign to drop out of the presidential race on these credible allegations that came to light. As soon as the very same reporter who broke the story about Christine Blasey Ford broke the story about Tara Reid, one Ryan Grimm, the powers that be within his party would have demanded he concede. Similar to the phone calls Obama made urging Buttigieg and Klobuchar to drop out before Super Tuesday, 
Biden would have undoubtedly gotten a phone call of his own if Bernie hadn't been next in line. Yep, Barry would have had Uncle Joe on speed dial. For the Democratic Party, crushing Bernie Sanders has always been far more important than defeating Donald Trump. Joe Biden would not be where he is today if the Democrats were able to tolerate the thought of Bernie as their nominee. The Democratic Party is more than willing to fall on the sword and die for Joe Biden, losing any last shred of credibility that they had. Destroying the Me Too movement in the process as well, all instead of accepting that the candidate anointed by President Obama in the twilight hour was arguably the worst they could have picked if they actually want to win, second only to perhaps Bloomberg. Bernie Sanders represented change. Change that ultimately forced the Democratic Party to hear critiques from the left and challenged the Obama legacy. In choosing Joe Biden, the Democrats have made clear in no uncertain terms that they would rather have Donald Trump get another four years and continue to fundraise off of his dangerous ineptitude at the expense of the American public. Better that than to allow real, people-driven change to take place. Of course, I'm not at all under the impression that Joe Biden is going to willingly drop out, and perhaps even less likely than that is the idea that the DNC would allow Bernie, with the second most delegates, to have the nomination if he did. The allegations surrounding Joe Biden have only reinforced the idea that the Democrats were never, ever going to allow Bernie Sanders to become the nominee, and the fact that the presumptive nominee allegedly sexually assaulted someone isn't going to change that. More than anything else, this surreal 2020 primary has highlighted just how fundamentally undemocratic and morally bankrupt our political system has become over the years. To watch what happens in the aftermath of what feels like the inevitable collapse of the two-party system will be fascinating.